was uh, Easter weekend in the books. Now we're back here with uh, the latest podcast. Hope you guys had an awesome uh, Easter weekend with your family here in Canada. Well, in the area that we're in, it's been an up and down little bit with the weather. We had an ice storm last week. And then, what was it, Sunday we went on a hike? Yeah, sun- Sunday, glorious weather. Yeah, the family all got, to got, got together, went out for a hike, and it was just incredible weather, followed by really incredibly cold weather. Yeah, yesterday was cold, windy, rainy, yeah. just depressing after that nice little taste of spring we had the day before. Yeah, it was like so awesome being out there, going through the forest with the kids, getting all of our boots super muddy. As our daughter woke up the day that she had to go back, I don't want to wear my freaking dirty boots. <laughs> <laughs> so we had, to, we had to wash them all down. Um, but yeah, it was good. But uh, we've been, it's been a getting back. We were trying to get back into, I guess, spring cleaning and the things, same thing that everybody else is doing mentally, physically, you know, all those kinds of ways like that. Just trying to get out of this funk. Because, like, I've read that. Or somebody shared on uh, on my Facebook that this year has been kind of tough because of all the climate change and because of the weather that I just mentioned that going up and down and up and down, it's kind of just messing around with a lot of, like, you know, when it rains, you get headaches, you get this, that, and the other, mm-hmm. all the pressure. So, of course, you're going to get some effects to your mood and so that when you're just constantly kind of just being pinballed around. Yeah. So we looked up a few uh, things that we thought that might be helpful we actually lately we've been doing going around and just kind of organizing our house, which like just kind of developing kind of homes for everything like that a little bit better, getting the kids involved in it too. Our kids are about our kids are four and seven now, so they're at least a seven year old for sure is able to do a lot more work than, than the four year old, but the four year olds can still help out, which is nice. And uh yeah, it feels good just kind of tidying up and and doing these things, right? Yeah, I mean, everything having its place. That's the most difficult thing for me when it comes to cleaning the house. I can clean the mm. crap out of the house. Yeah. But then over the course of the week where you're like, I don't even know where to put this. So I just end up shoving it in like, yeah. you know, what should be the playroom, but ends up being like the room of all everyone's misplaced yeah. shit. It's not our strong Drives point. me nuts. So like we both said, if we have an organizational system, we're much more likely to keep things clean and actually follow it right Uh well that's the thing like we're always it seems it feels like we're always like working around the clock to try to keep everything what we call organized but i mean it's like you know unless you yeah unless you say okay when you're done with this then you put it back in this specific spot Mm -hmm. and then ends up in different places you always it's always lost it's hard to find things it's so now we're committing to that even our kids are you know, we're growing up in our own way, you know, so even our kids are, uh, are feeling it like, cause like, like Gemma was like, she brought out a book and she's only four. And I was like, okay. So we read the book. She brought it to the living room, sat on my lap. And then I was like, okay, go put this book back on your shelf. And she was just like, I just, you could tell that she was just like, I don't want to, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you're only four. This habit can't be that strong in you, but yeah, it, it is. Uh, it makes a big difference how you were raised. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, it's it's definitely like being super tidy is something that's really hard for me. And it always has been. And we have a unique situation as well because we often work from our house, yeah. right? So we have like not only our own stuff, but 
you know, other things in here and yeah. a lot of tools and paint and, you know, like things that we have to organize in the workroom here. So it's just like double duty. You're not only cleaning your home, but you're cleaning like your workshop at the same time. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's a, we definitely, we've got many different, different things going on at once in this one little household. Mm -hmm. So we're, we've got the kids, we've got the dog, we've got our business and we've got ourselves, which sometimes is the most complicated part of the whole <laughs> situation. I would say. But yeah, we're definitely the kind of people that put the buggy before the horse. And now we're going to try to figure out how to, how to, uh, like, you know, in, in like mid stride. Yeah. Like, you exactly. know, like do like a little Indiana Jones, like mm -hmm. crawl to the buggy. Now get the horse around and get it back into order because mm -hmm. you can't stop this momentum. Nope. So, yeah, I, I for me, I, I decided that I was going to look up a couple things that I thought might help with people with their sort of like their their uh, their mental state. Because for me, I find that I'm like drained lately. I'm just feeling really tired and a little bit like a step behind I'd, like where I'd normally be. And uh, so I, I looked up these things that said uh, eight things that were scientifically proven to help. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll list off these things here and hopefully, um, hopefully some of you guys will get something out of this. And, um, and if you're feeling like, like that, then this might, this hopefully will help you. So the first one is get a light box, which is an artificial light. And I guess it just, um, just kind of lights up the room. I've heard my buddy had uh, him and his him and his girlfriend. His girlfriend was uh, she was bipolar, and actually a couple of my buddies had bought these for their girlfriends because I guess it's because we're here in Canada. It gets so dark. I don't know if you're living in a place where you don't really the winter blues kind of starts in like the later fall and earlier winter kind of time. So at that point, you start losing vitamin D. You stop being able to absorb a lot of light through. Like, you know, through your pupils and different things like that. So having like this artificial light kind of can bring this back. And um, they say that it's uh, it's about as good as it. Some people say that it can it helps as much of, as an antidepressant. Hmm. Only thirty minutes a day. Um, I think I think my buddy said that it cost him about. I didn't look it up, but I think he said it cost him about two hundred bucks or something like that. And this isn't really the like this is the time when we're going to start getting a lot of the light back. Thankfully. But um, still, I thought that I, because I'm still like right now, I'm kind of feeling it. I'm just, I need to shake off and get the cobwebs off out of my head. So I thought I'd look up these anyhow, even though I know it's not like the best time. So, and then number two would be, um, you could eat smarter. Like some things are, some things that you can eat are, um, can enhance your mood. Uh, one of them being chocolate, I think like, but not like, Woo! yeah, not like, don't go like stuff a Toblerone bar in your face for your mood. Could think that that will actually hurt you in the long run, like like all the sugar and stuff. Like that. But I think if you go get something, what is it, seventy percent minimum? Oh, or, dark chocolate. Dark chocolate. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that's what it is. But I'm hanging on to the fact that this study didn't say that. Yeah. Well, it didn't specify it, but I think that that's kind of like. It releases those feel-good chemicals, right? Yeah, I guess it doesn't specify that you shouldn't ride your bike on the highway everywhere either. But I'm not sure that you want to try that. <laughs> Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that. I don't know. But carbohydrates and and um, carbohydrates and sugars don't usually. They end up like they give you a little bit of a jump, but then they, you end up crashing. Yeah. So you want to pretty much stay away from that. Um, 
Oh, there's another one like kind of like that light. It's um, so they're kind of light. I think it's a it's a simulator. It simulates dawn. So like when you put it in your room and basically it kind of slowly go like it slowly brightens up like as the day would normally. Like if you're sleeping in a room, like especially like if you have um, a, a seasonal affective disorder, which you call sad, which is people that kind of um, you know they they're really sensitive to this, like me. And like, you know, if you have this thing, it kind of just slowly brightens up your room, like how the sun would normally. And then even if your eyes are closed, I remember my buddy was telling me again, like he was saying that like, even when your eyes are closed, you're still absorbing it through like in your, you're waking up slowly in other ways and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. And I like to call that, let me see that dawn. <laughs> um, there is a number four is exercise. A study in 2005 at the Harvard University suggested that walking, and this is important part, fast mm -hmm. for sixty uh, for thirty five minutes five days a week can improve your mood. Also, or sixty minutes a day, uh, sixty minutes three times a week. So you can either choose it three times a week or go five times a week. But at least it has to be thirty five minutes if you go five times a week. And you gotta you got a truck. You gotta move that ass. Mm -hmm. There's no like you can't just mosey. That does nothing for you. But moving at, at a nice pace will actually kick in something good for you. I would agree that exercise definitely improves your mood once you get to a certain point. Yeah. <laughs> the other day, like two days ago, you suggested I do like a workout but do to all my max reps, right? Like to yeah. exhaustion. Mm -hmm. And I haven't been able to even lift my arms over my head for the last two days. Yeah. So that's not really helping my mood. But I know eventually I'll feel better. Much better. Yeah, but after I, you know what though, I think that like see like exercise and you're you were asking me that day you're like what should I you asked me what what I thought you should do yeah. and I know that you've been kept saying I've been doing circuits I've been doing circuits uh -huh. circuits are great but the thing is like and they're great for circuits are good for your mood yeah like this way because like afterwards your endorphins are running and a lot of like athletes and I mostly know it from like boxing and stuff like that and and like martial arts kind of training we always used to do circuits and circuits are great because of the fact that um they get you to max out your endurance but like in your case right now like you wanted to just you also want to be able to max out your you want to be able to isolate certain muscles so mm -hmm. like if you're doing you know like say like you're doing all these circuits and by the time you say you go push-ups or say you go squats push-ups dips then uh i don't know maybe like finish off with like something else like what would you do at the end let's say like you do uh chin-ups let's just okay. say okay so so but but by the time that like say so you start with your squats let's say that you go to like your max then you go right into your push-ups and then you know your next one by the time that you got to your chin-ups at the very end you're just exhausted but the actual muscle that's doing like your back muscles and some of that that are doing the chin-ups are not going to reach their maximum potential they're not going to get maxed out so they're not actually going to get... They're because not gonna, you're pre-exhausted. Well, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. there's only so much gas in the tank, right? Mm -hmm. But, I mean, if you actually want to, like... If you want to sculpt, like, be, like, in body sculpting, like, in, like, bodybuilding kind of thing like that, which is kind of what you're interested in a way right now, because you're doing it all for aesthetics, right? Mainly, yeah. Yeah. I mean. So, like... So, but, I mean, it is good to switch it up. Like, a lot of people will go three weeks and three weeks at this and that. But, I mean, the way that you were going... You weren't getting sore. You were getting tired. 
I was a little sore. Nothing like this. Though. Yeah, but now when you take like a good two minute rest between your exercises and then you hit it hard again mm -hmm. to your max, that that those muscles are being like you know if you do like bench press or push ups or whatever it is, mm -hmm. you do your three sets, but you take all those three sets, you do like you know twenty push ups. That's your maximum. Like you're you're literally falling at eighteen, and you're pushing yourself. Arms are shaking, and you get out those tw the twenty. And you write that down with your shaky hand on your uh. paper. And then you take your three-minute rest or two-minute rest until your heart rate is right back down. You make sure that, like, you know, there's, like, some kind of, um, what's it called, ATP, that energy. Because, like, there's different types of energy that your body will use depending on how much rest you get and how how, how high the level of uh, of exertion that you're causing. So, yeah, so you let that all replenish. Sit there. And then you go back and hit it again. The next one, you might only be able to get 18, but you go max, 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 max. Mm -hmm. Of course, the next day, your chest is going to be crazy sore. Yeah. So, but, so that's the difference. So yeah, now you're sore as hell, but mm -hmm. it's good because like, you know what I mean? Like you found a place where you're weak. That's one thing that like, whenever we, that's why you switch workouts. People tend to stay with the same thing too long. Yeah. Because like in the beginning, they're like, oh, eventually I'll get used to it. But you actually want to keep it challenging and keep challenging. If you stop feeling the pain and you stop feeling that discomfort like after, then you've stopped improving. You've plateaued. Mm -hmm. So like, you know what I mean? So it's good though. Like, I mean, but I think that with this, obviously, you know, with the study is really talking about the endorphins that run afterwards. Right. And that's, that reminds me of this one night after leaving boxing with my buddy. And he was like, you feel that? And we were just whooping that, like we were working our asses off that night. And our our bodies were buzzing, like literally, like mm -hmm. it was like, such can, a good feeling. Yeah. But like during the work, it was so hard, and um, I, my whole body was just crazy. Like we were standing in the middle of the night, and I remember just like it was just such an amazing. He's like, you feel that feeling? He's just like, yeah. And he's like, that's why I want to come back tomorrow. And I was like, <laughs> wow, he's addicted to this feeling. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I wish I could get addicted to that kind of feeling. I know. Like I I have it in short bursts, but I don't. You know, while I'm doing it, I'm planning out my next day. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, oh, I feel so good right now. You know, even after this, I could go for a run. And next time I'm going to do this. And then when it comes to next time and transitioning from whatever I'm doing to actually getting my ass in gear, uh -huh. that moment is so hard. I don't have that, like, super fire about it. Yeah. I do in the moment when my body's revving, yeah. you know, and I feel good. Like, maybe that's what it is. My but, endorphins are going, and I'm feeling great, and I feel accomplished. Yeah. And then you hit that lull again where you're, like, just back to real life. And then getting into, like, kick-ass mode again is really hard. I think that, like, everything seems to be like that, though, right? Like, I mean, if you... I remember uh, one of my buddies was, like, really into... Uh, he was actually, uh, he was fighting cancer. He was a young, he was my age. And um, he was trying to find as many things as he could that just nourish his body and things like that. And he did a lot of studying, um, you know, just trying to get foods and things like that that he thought that would help him out. So I think one of the ones that he took me to all these markets and stuff like that, he's a really cool guy. But, um, and uh, he was telling me that the, one of the major, one of the foods that you can get the most, nutrients from is like sprouts mm, yeah because like because like the, the 
because it has to like the the plant or the seed or whatever has to it really generates a lot of energy and a lot of things like that in that beginning stage of life because it's Mm, veggie stem cells yeah there was like something else we were just watching the other day too i can't i'm just trying to think of it that they were saying something about it was about a woman that was pregnant and they were talking about during a certain part of her pregnancy that there's something that's released and she was like oh what was that it's ringing a bell yeah oh it was that movie lucy about the brain yeah remember it was like Oh, yeah, Some yeah, the chemical. drug. Yeah, it was the yeah. drug that they made, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. I was like, that movie Lucy, and they were talking about it, and I was like, man, I was like, that's just like those uh, sprouts that my buddy was talking about, and like in us as well, like we kind of have to, you're like a woman's body has to really tax itself in such a way to produce all these things that to just get that life going. Mm-hmm. And it's like the same thing, like everything else. It's like, you know, like, but once it's going... It's amazing. Like that heart starts beating. It starts going. It starts doing all this stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, it's the same thing with like exercising. Once you're moving, mm-hmm. it's not so bad. But I mean, getting moving is the toughest part. Getting right. that sprout That's stem why cell That's that first energy. trimester yeah. in pregnancy is the most critical, right? Are you like super exhausted during that time? Oh, absolutely exhausted. And like your hormones are just raging. And then, you know, as you transition into the second trimester, things kind of quiet down and you mm-hmm. feel good and like you said the engine's already going by the third by the second by the, into second. the second by the third i mean it's going the baby is well established it's but getting you're getting uncomfortable you're right. getting big you're tired and swollen and i guess that makes sense most things are hard in the beginning and really hard at the end yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to be over no exception yeah and then my next one here for helping people to get back on the positive side is uh turning up turning up the tunes i guess uh just just basically um something lively something that will get you going something that will like um try to stay away from like you know depressing music or whatever it is something with a good beat something like i mean even just like something with a fast pace Mm -hmm. they even say that that like influences like your like when you're working out again, like if you turn on something with a faster pace and you tend to move faster, you tend to be more. I totally agree with that. Yeah. I think there was, me. What was that? There was a song by Jennifer Lopez and Pitbull back in the day. I remember reading this in a men's health magazine. It was like something like, oh, uh, get on the floor. Yeah. So. Yeah. That song, I remember they were saying that had a certain amount of beats per minute or whatever it was. And it was just like, so like if you throw that on, not that I, I don't really like that. But I mean, if you find anything that has a similar kind of pace, Mm -hmm. then you will actually move quicker and and things like that. We're rhythmic animals. You know what I mean? Like our breathing, our heart rate, our our heartbeat, we are all in rhythm. So, you know, that book, um, The Happiness Project. Yeah. She says one of the things in there that you can do to increase your happiness and it's kind of similar is just. Even when you don't feel energetic, you act energetic. So when what? Sorry? If you don't feel happy or energetic, yeah. if you just act more energetic, then that will... will actually fuel your body or trick you into thinking that you are. Really? So imagine you're sitting on the couch and you're like, oh, I just feel like shit. Mm-hmm. If you got up and just went, oh, and like did 20 jumping jacks or something, just something silly yeah. or something to get the blood pumping, you will feel it. Yeah. It's another one of those fake it till you make it things that we always talk about. One of the hardest things to like to trick is your own mind, though, because like it's like there's a bunch of uh, 
there's like so many like little like snakes and ladders. Like, you know what I mean? Like I was just talking to Mary, uh, her, her uh, sister-in-law and she was just saying that she's training for a marathon right now. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, like one of the hardest things that she seems to be dealing with right now is just kind of psych- get not getting psyched out for one, like what some of her training, I think she said she does it four days a week. And one of her days is the longest day of the week. And it's going to last, it's a three day, three hour. It's dedicated three hours to what she's doing. And at and, least, yeah, no, but I think she's break. I think she said that she breaks it down where she only has one really long run a week. Right, and she said it could take up to five hours. Oh, really? Day. Oh, okay. With everything, like all uh, inclusive. Yeah. So, but you're saying like you know what I mean? Like, and I know like you know when you're, whether you're running a long distance or you're sprinting or whatever it is, the hardest part is just basically, not letting your brain come into play and like just start fucking with you and start telling you, you know, you could die, your heart's gonna explode, or you could walk. You know, you've done good, you've done enough. <laughs> like just like, so and in a way, what I'm like what you're saying there, it's like. You're like, yeah, if you could just um, act enthusiastic, act happy, but your brain is kind of stuck in this, well, I don't want to be, I don't want to be this way. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, I know that in the book, uh, in Spark, it just tells you like, you know what, just sometimes your brain is going to be stuck in a certain situation. Like if you're depressed, like, or going through like this kind of sad situation, like I'm trying to talk about here with this list, it's like, just go out and do it. Like tonight, like after, after this. Our son normally would have a Muay Thai class tonight, and I would go there and work out. And we'd have to to drive out there and do all this stuff like that. And tonight, I don't want to go and do the twenty minute drive. I'm just gonna go and I'm gonna run the block with with our son and and do this with him. And I'm sure that like after we're done, we're gonna feel amazing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I need I need it as much as as he does. Like sometimes I do it for him, sometimes he does it for me. Kind of thing like that. Tonight, yeah. I'm gonna really feel good about exercising with him and and uh like I, i've been i've been mentally pumping myself up because i i've been thinking oh i'm gonna do this exercise with him i'm gonna do this he really enjoys um he really enjoys uh obstacle courses and stuff yeah. like that and i love building them so it's it works out good like mm-hmm. i'm gonna involve like a like a tire jumping around tire doing all this kind of stuff like that we're gonna do that i'm gonna do some running we're gonna do some like you know what i mean some sprints some different mm-hmm. things like that. And I'm sure that after we come back, we'll be feeling great. And then I'll just give him a cookie <laughs> to top it off. That would be a good reward yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, another thing you can do to improve your mood and get out of the funk is plan a vacation. Not necessarily go on a vacation because not all of us can don't always have the money to sit around to do that. Mm-hmm. But even if you sit down with your partner or, or with some friends or even yourself, just like sit down and start making a a plan for a vacation, and just the idea of doing that and envisioning that can uh, can make you feel like maybe that you're not stuck in this end game, mm-hmm. and that other things are to come. Yeah, I mean, sure. I bet you even take like for people who couldn't afford to go on an actual extended vacation, like planning out a day trip or a weekend or something like that would also probably work. Yeah, you know what I mean. If you saw like. You know, at the end of this work week or in two weeks, I'm going to go to Niagara Falls for the day yeah. with my friends. We're going to have a nice dinner. Like, yeah. that's maybe within budget. And mm-hmm. it's still, like, you know, a mini staycation, right? Yeah. Well, my buddy just, my other buddy just, like, uh, shared something on Facebook the other day that made me think. He just said, like, he posted this thing that said, um, uh, 
like places that you should try and that you should go and visit within Ontario. Like he just had a new baby. So like, I guess for him, it might be easier just to stay within the province and things like that. So, but, but I was like thinking like when I seen that, I was like, oh, well, that's a good idea because sometimes it's better to just simplify things and just say, okay, like I, like we've been doing this a lot with like the, the organization that we were talking about at the house and even just with anything, like if you really put like this whole grandiose idea of all this thing that you need to accomplish, then it can become overwhelming before you even begin to do it. Um, so like just saying like, you know what, like I'm going to, if you're, if you're going to, if you feel like something's overwhelming, just be like, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put the weight on my back that I'm going to do this all right now, but I'm going to do some of it. I'm going to do. And then I find also like from working out, they always say like, try to try to, um, if you're going to do like chin-ups, tell your partner, like, okay, I'm going to say how many you're going to do. Okay. I'm going to do five. Okay, cool. You know what I mean? Like make it a challenging number. And then your partner will, you will feel more accountable if you just say it out loud. But if you say like, I'm going to clean, try to make like a real attainable number and just be like, yeah, I'm going to do an hour of cleaning mm -hmm. and then set your clock and do it. And then yeah. even though, you know, it's going to be like 12 hours of whatever it is you need to do. <laughs> yeah. So like even with vacationing, like I'm saying, like if, if you feel like it's too overwhelming, what you really would like to go to do is go to Hawaii, mm -hmm. but Hey, sometimes Niagara Falls, like you said, is, is good. Or, or just type into Google, check it out and just go, let's see, like, is there some good places I can go within Ontario that are still going to give me that sense of like, you know, I'd like, let me mentally check out for a bit and get yeah, back exactly. to it. Um, the next one is uh, number seven. So I got one after this, this one's just, this one really helps out. It's called, it's helping others. Mm -hmm. And like, everybody has a different way of helping somebody out. I think that like, whether it be just like helping like shovel your neighbor's uh, driveway or cutting their lawn or, or anything, like anything you can do. Like I, I really, I've started this new thing that I want to do. It's, it's uh, I don't know what I'm going to call it yet. Maybe a gratitude photo or something like that. And I want to try to, cause last week we, we found these, like these three ladies that were that were out and they were all dressed up to the nines and we were in a Walmart and I was like, you know what, let's go chase them down and tell them how nice they look. Cause it's out of the ordinary. And it was, it was cool. Like they were all in their seventies or like the real golden girls. Oh yeah. They looked incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Fur jackets and like bling gold sequined purses and yeah. hair all curled and just looking like they really cared, you know? Yeah, so I we just went up to them and told them exactly what we thought, which was not easy because you, you know it's kind of funny because it's hard to tell people that you think that they look nice without feeling like you're gonna embarrass them. Mm -hmm. Where you're like, well, I would like to hear that. Yeah. So we did, and they were like, oh, and they were all red faced and happy and all kinds of stuff that. And they allowed us they allowed us to take a photo of them and post it on our on our business Facebook page, and a lot of people in turn felt really good about that, liked it, shared it, and like felt that that had made their day a little bit better. So I says like, you know what? I don't always get a chance to like go and like, I'm not, always, I don't always have the time to go and shovel someone's driveway or cut their lawn or do this. stuff. I got a ton of it to do myself, but if I see somebody and I'm sure that if I keep my eyes open, I'm sure that I could see a lot of people around me that I could just go, Hey, you know, I, there's like, I've, I've thought about this for a long time. Um, 
there was this guy that was there's a couple guys at my at this gym that I used to go to they were working out and they were like handicapped like one guy had no hand mm-hmm. he, he just had like up to his wrist and like he took one of those workout blocks and he put it underneath his wrist and his other hand was on the ground to make up the space right and like he was doing push-ups like a maniac and like he would go and do anything and like I was looking at him because I was thinking like man I'm so inspired by this dude But at the same time, I was like, how do you even, like, tell him that without offending him? Mm-hmm. So it was just like, I thought about it, and I, I, I wanted to say something like, dude, like, this is so cool, man. Like, honestly, like, there's so many people that are struggling to get here, and they they're in perfect physical condition. And I just think that, like, you know, I want to give you your props kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, and there was another dude there, too, that was also, like, in a wheelchair, like, freaking just doing, like, arm curls, like, crazy and like just like his big smile on his face saying what's up to everybody just not really just really carrying himself really amazing i wanted to say something to him too or at least hear what they had to say and what their mental perspective was something that i could look with that we could all learn from it mm-hmm. so that's what i want to try to i want to try to do that i want to try to reach out to people and it's one of the things that i i think i want to do is my helping others thing like you know yeah i could so other people could do different things but that'd be something that i've been thinking about mm-hmm. yeah that kind of makes me think about i was reading this um study and it was on it was on oprah.com so yeah it's okay yeah, i don't know <laughs> not that i have anything against oprah legit, yeah. but i mean so. obviously there's a lot of research that goes into where mm-hmm. she has quite a big team and lots of money so yeah Um, she was just talking about how people often seek happiness from external factors. Mm-hmm. And in these social studies that were conducted, the only external factor that was actually shown to increase happiness from, you know, like moderately or quite happy to very happy or extremely happy was um, good personal relationships. And this your what you were talking about just kind of reminds me of yeah. this. Um, and, you know, we're often so busy seeking happiness from material things or, you know, things that are not tangible. Mm-hmm. When we have all of these people, like our friends, our family, you know, extended relatives, our romantic partners that we could form these really beautiful relationships and put that amount of time and energy into that and actually get a lot out of it. Yeah. Um, and they were saying that, like, you know, in the study, and this was also mentioned in the Happiness Project, that at the end of it all, you really couldn't separate love and happiness. And to um, help others to be loving you will in turn experience love and therefore be much more happy. So I thought that that was really interesting to me that, that in the end, like the bottom line of these studies were that love and happiness were completely linked. You couldn't even separate the two. And that makes a lot of sense to me. And it's really hard, especially in our modern society, you know, where We're so disconnected from our people. Yeah. That makes me actually think of two things. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can remember to say them both. <laughs> okay. One, I was watching a TED Talk recently. Um, this guy, I posted this on my on my Facebook as well. So, so anybody who's on my Facebook, 
if you go down my timeline, you'll find it. Um, it's a TED talk about a guy who basically he was at a at a bar having some drinks with his buddy, and he brought up his and his buddy was like they were kind of back and forth, like having a really really great conversation and just really you know stimulating. Mm-hmm. And then brr, the phone rings, and his buddy's like, okay, he, he just kind of like answers the phone, and as soon as he answered the phone, he had to take his eyes off of the guy that's giving the speech, right? He's explaining it, and he says. Mm-hmm. Like the guy brought up his phone and he was like, yeah, man, nope, I'm with you, buddy. And like, look down, look back up, tried to make eye contact. And then he's like, and the moment was gone. Mm-hmm. He's like, and that made him think, you know what? We're doing the wrong thing here with technology because it's separating us. We are, we're an animal that we are meant to be um, in communities. We're trying to think of something that your dad said the other day that i thought was really smart the way he put it he said something like we're meant to compete and also contribute or something like that Mm -hmm. like he said something like that compete and contribute when he said that i was like yeah that's really that's really explains it doesn't it Mm -hmm. because like as much as we're meant like we're meant to have competition with one another Mm -hmm. and that's not a bad thing because it drives us to do more yeah but we're also um we're also meant to work together and be together Mm mm-hmm and like that's something that we need we need to continue to do and uh he he this guy here was talking about how he puts on this like helmet and i'm sure that it's going to come a long way where he's just saying like it produced like a hologram mm-hmm. that you could see like the the per third person calling in or the objects they could send over text messages like gifts they could handle them mm-hmm. like kind of like a minority report you mm-hmm. know when they're kind of like swiping through the screens yeah. But like you would have something similar where like if I wanted to let you into a three-way conversation, you know what I mean? Like somebody calls us and we I wouldn't have to tell you like, hold on, look away from you. I could look through this hologram towards you and you could see that equally it would just be floating between us. Mm-hmm. And then we could both handle it. We could spin it 360. We could take it. We could throw it away. We could put it in the trash can. We could do all these kinds of things like that. So he's saying like it's like an experience that will bring us back together because like now we're always peering over these devices and things like that. Mm -hmm. So that I think is great because it is going to bring back the happiness and the love and the connection. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I was going to say was, is that I remember this other study that was talking, they did the study on rats and they took a certain, they took certain rats, which, and then they put one in isolation and one and kept the other one with, you know, mm-hmm. able to continue in the community, its community. Right. And the one that was put into the isolation suffered mental illnesses and things like that. Just really, it really effed them up. Absolutely. And like, you know, like you think about it, like there's all these kinds of different situations where there's like the movie um, out in, Into the Wild. Yeah. Well, so, so many of us, I think like we struggle with the idea of society and being in sheeple and all this other kind of stuff like that. We want to try to get away from everybody. We feel like everything's going down the Trump hole. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And everything's going bad. And, you know, and we awfulize a lot of things that are in reality not that bad. I mean, a lot of us think that things are a lot worse than they are because it's just now the Internet's reporting a lot of things. It makes us crazy. It makes us feel like we want to turn everything off and run away and get away from everybody. And society's going mad and da da da. But the one thing that, like, that guy there, I forget his name, Chris something, I think it was from Into the Wild. When he got out there and he was out, remember, have you seen that movie? Yeah. When he got out there and he crossed that river and he couldn't get back, 
and they found his journal, it said something like happiness doesn't exist, like without, like happiness is only in existence when it is shared. Right. So like, you know, most of us, when we get to that part of our life or whatever it is, where we want to try to isolate ourselves. And I feel that way sometimes. And because I'm an introvert, mm -hmm. but I need to recharge and I have to lick my wounds in a certain way. But even now, uh, as an introvert, there's all, like, I really want my people back. I can't be with, like, I can't do this without you. I am obviously still trying to connect with people and all this kind of stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It's true. Like, even me, sometimes I'm like, I just need to get out of here. And I'll go and I'm kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing out here. <laughs> you know, I'm just kind of roaming around by myself. And it does feel good for a few minutes. And sometimes it feels good for a lot longer. But inevitably, I want to get back to where I feel comfortable and loved and, you know, have that sense of security and connection and yeah. have a conversation. Yeah. Like, Sometimes it's funny because lately I've been going to, um, we've been, we've been trying to give each other a little bit of space and so that and you've been letting me go to uh, like this, like a little coffee shop just to go and read every now and then or the library or wherever the case may be. Mm -hmm. And I'll, and other days we'll alternate and I'll take the kids swimming and you'll go and, you know, maybe just have some peace and quiet, do whatever you choose to do. But when I'm at these coffee shops or I'm at the library or whatever, the funniest thing is, is that people enjoy the idea of being individuals and having individual thoughts, but with, by not being, but also not being alone. We're all in this coffee shop ignoring each other, but we, we wouldn't like it if we were actually alone alone. I know. Yeah. You can only be alone alone for so long yeah. before it's like, fuck, this sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you go out into the forest, you sit out there for a while and you're like, you feel so poetic about it. And you're just like, ah, fuck, I got to go. This is sad <laughs> as shit. I need That's people. Sad. I need people. Because yeah. it's not the same. Like if I was, if I, if I was like, you know what, even if me and you got into an argument, I was like, I'm out of here. And I go take Yogi and go walking on a new trail. And I just keep walking, huffing and puffing and getting all this way, using all that energy to get out there. Then I see a beautiful uh, scene, like something amazing. I'm just like, fuck. First thing that goes through my mind is like, oh, Sarah could see this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's not good enough. You know what? It is good being alone when you know you have something to come back to. Yeah. That's what it is. Well, that's I the think. social media is, right? Oh, yeah, it's, exactly. You're right. Like running away is no good if you don't have any. That, right. I mean, who cares? You're running into like the abyss and there's no one around to miss you. Like, yeah, it has no power. No, it's true. When yeah. we're when you're like a teenager, you're like, I'm running away. And like, if there's no one chasing you, you're like, there's, yeah, it doesn't do anything for you. Mm -hmm. You're just like, it's sadness. Yeah. But I mean, if like, you know, I know if the kids were like, I'm running away. I'm like, oh, no, you're not. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, in some way they're like, you don't let me do anything. But on some level, they're like, I'm glad. I'm glad. They don't want me to go. Yeah. Of course. Yep. So the, the last one of. Mine is, okay, so we've talked about this a lot on this on this podcast, but I mean, getting outside, even when the temperatures plummet, uh, it isn't easy. It isn't easy, but the benefits are big. Uh, it can improve focus, reduce symptoms of SAD, which is uh, what I said earlier. What was it again? It was... Um, Seasonal affective disorder. There you go. Smarty pants. <laughs> and, uh, and lowers stress levels. Yeah. Oh, and I also wanted to say that, sorry, I want to go back up here because I just you just reminded me of something that though, because I was the one I remember before when I was, when we were walking and I said, let's just like, let's do this as a speed walk. And mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I'm not going to be able to enjoy this in this way. 
I, in this uh, number four, when I was talking about exercise and walking, but especially fast, it says that walking at a fast pace improves general mental health, social function, and also reduces uh, depressive symptoms and vitality while walking just an ordinary pace mm-hmm. only improves vitality. Hmm. Yeah. So that's important to like, it re-gears you up. It like almost like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it winds the tape back up. So getting outside um, is, a, is a big one too. So just kind of, which is great because we get out quite often. It's hard when it gets cold and especially rainy. We've, we haven't been as, as um, like we haven't been out there as much in the last two weeks. Yeah, a lot of rain. I know. It's different even when it's crisp and cold, but you're not out getting, re- like, drenched. When it's that damp cold and you're, like, chilled to the bone, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. Ugh, I don't like that. I went difficult. Yeah. Me. When I went to see my cousin out in BC, and uh, it was brutal. Like, mm-hmm. Just a wet cold. It really does get into your bones, and mm-hmm. it's just inescapable. Yeah. But, like, a, a dry cold. When I came, I went to BC, stayed there. It was freezing. Temperature said it was warmer. Came back here. No ice, no snow over there. Came back here. Felt way better. Yeah, because it's dry. Yeah, yeah. I prefer that 100%. Yep. You know what I find, though, in the winter that I really like to have in our house? And I'm getting better. My mm. little green thumb is growing itself. Mm. I used to kill every plant that I touched. But I love having the plants inside now in the winter. Like, that makes a difference for me. Mm-hmm. It's a sign of maturity. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, but I think... Like having those plants that are difficult to kill are good ones to start with. Like, like an aloe plant or you oh, know, yeah. succulents and things like that. And the mother-in-law's tongue oh, that yeah. your mom used to I, love. I, I love that one too. Yeah, it's nice. Mary and Ben have a nice one at their Yeah, house. and you know what? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of like the rubber trees. The um, rubber trees, yeah. Are those the ones with the like the little tiny leaves that are like, yeah. Yeah, but there's different ones. They're, they're like in a family. I think it's called the the ficus or the ficus. I don't know how it's pronounced. Ficus, I've heard. Ficus, yeah. yeah. Um, I love all those ones. And of course, aloe has its benefits. Like you can put that on your mosquito bites or on cuts and burns. Mm-hmm. And you can really actually you, you can actually eat aloe. Yeah. Like a lot of people have like, they, like, they believe that if you take that gel out of there and put it into a milkshake, that it actually can help you with your immune system and things like that. We used to do that. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. And um, But you have to get it right from, like, it's better if you can get it right from the plant or go to, like, a West Indian store. Mm-hmm. Don't go and get that, um, there's that aloe drink. It's sugar. It's, it's just sugar yeah, yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. But the other thing to think about, too, with, with us especially, we have the dog, right? So a lot of indoor plants are actually yeah. toxic. Yeah. To cats and dogs, and aloe is one of them, so you should keep it up. Oh, really? High, if if possible. Yeah. And our dog is like he loves to eat plants when his stomach is upset. But it's funny though because he doesn't mess with that. No, he doesn't. Eat it's that almost one. like he has a. But you know, mother-in-law's tongue is also toxic. And is remember, it really? he took that one down. Did he? And we had it. Yeah. When he was a puppy. Yes. See, that's probably before he had his instincts full intact. Yeah, and thankfully. Nothing came out of that, but you do need to be really careful with indoor plants. Huh. And then there's other plants that can improve the air quality in your home. Yeah, ferns are... Yep, ferns. Um, again, the rubber plants, palms, and they counteract um, off-gas chemicals in your house, and they also balance the humidity, so... Yeah, I feel like a lot of the plants that uh, improve the air quality are the ones with the wider... They're almost like the, the long-leafed wide kind of um plants as far as i remember 
The mother-in-law's tongue. Which is one is it? One. the fern? Yeah, the mother-in-law's tongue. I know for sure. Like that's why we had it because I I did a, I did look it up in the past mm-hmm. because the reason is that for those of you that that, that don't know. My mother had cancer and she was living in our, like, kind of had, like, home care. Mm-hmm. So, it's trying to do as many little things yeah, that would improve. Yeah, to improve the environment. Yeah. 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 So, well, one of the studies that I read at the time, too, is that if that, that two people who are in the same hospital, like, or next to, next to each other looking at the same or different windows, but one of them's looking out into a city and the other one's looking out into forestry. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, that person looking out to the forestry or seems to just be of better, maybe mental health. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just kind of better. I don't know. Like, it's maybe, I don't know. Like, it might be just a bunch of bullshit because at the time when I was reading this, I was kind of going through a lot of things. So yeah. I didn't really do a lot of background checking and stuff like that. And you might just call them, say that, that you know. if. You, but the point is, is that I think, like, when you stand in, when you stand in, uh, in the forest and you look over a river mm-hmm. stop and look at it it just gives you a sense of re- relief yeah it's peace but Peaceful. it yeah but that ties back to our our ancestors i hear like it's the same thing like when you look at a, a fire yeah if you look at a fire or if you look at water if you running water especially running water you know it's fresh water well, so yeah, instantly your you're life just like sources, right? yeah fire water yeah and also like standing at a at the a, like a high vantage point mm-hmm. So that's where like a house up on a hill mm-hmm. would be such a, like it's such an expense yeah. because of the fact that like if you were living up on a hill and you could see predators coming from a far distance. So, and you could also see your food sources, you could yeah. see prey and things like that. So um, I do believe that if you're looking at things like plants and uh, you hear running water, I got, I made my mom uh, um what was it again? The a bamboo. I made my mom a a water fountain. What, what do you call it? A not a water fountain. What do you call that thing? The <laughs> it was. It was like is a that small they call it? fountain. A yeah. fountain. Yeah. So like, I just basically took a. I just I just went and found a place that had bamboo, and I went, brought it home, and then I I cut it all up into pieces. Got some glue, glued it down. Got a like a fish tank pump, and built her her own little fountain. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you could hear the water trickling beside it. You had we had the the mother-in-law's tongues around. Mm-hmm. I tried to, um, and also I think that like just for mental health and stuff like that, like you said, like what I tried to do when I didn't know at the time was try to what you said like the connectivity. I remember I used to try to read her books, mm-hmm. and like because I feel like that she couldn't get out of bed at a certain point. So therefore, like giving you a mental escape, sometimes escaping through the mind. Mm-hmm. So. No, for sure. And you know what? Bamboo is an excellent houseplant as well for is people it? who have pets because it's non-toxic. Hmm. Bamboo. It grows quick, pretty quick, I think. Because mm-hmm. like, that's why they use it for... Like, I mean, it's quick, durable. It's super durable, yeah. Like, people use that for all kinds of stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, I like bamboo. You can actually... They, like, there's a lot of cooking that you could do with bamboo as well, right? I remember a long time ago, I had like this, uh, uh, I wanted to make, um, what was it? Uh, green curry chicken from, uh, from Thailand. So it was a Thailand, Thai, res- uh, Thai recipe. So I looked it up and I think that one of the things that they, that you need to have in there, well, you need lemongrass on something. I think that bamboo was part of it. Really? I think so. 
I'll have to look into that. Yeah. Maybe. I'm sure that I'm 100 percent sure that the there's bamboo. For sure. Definitely, people in the world eat bamboo. Yeah. Definitely. Pandas do. Pandas do. <laughs> I think gorillas might. I'm not sure though. I don't think somebody said that, but now that I think about it, I don't think that gorillas are in the same regions as bamboo. I'm not sure. I think they're African. They have bamboo in Africa. I have no idea. No, I don't think so. I feel like bamboo grows in mainly Asian areas. But maybe gorillas can be found there too. I'm not sure in certain rain, like certain climates. I'm not sure. Anyway. So. Anyway, so for now, I think we're going to just uh, cut it off. Uh Oh, yeah, so that's... Uh, oh, and one more thing. I just I have to add this last bit. Uh, another great thing that you can do to relieve stress is pet a dog. Mm. That's a big one mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. It's good for the human. It's good for the dog. So, like, um, yeah, I there's no better feeling than coming home and hugging your dog or just yeah, immediately you feel so much better. Dogs are amazing companions. Yeah. There have been lots of studies that show that pets are really good for for um, mental people. health. Yeah. Well, actually, Yogi's breed, which is a bull mastiff and which is maybe not something that you would really think, but they are actually trained often as therapy dogs. Mm -hmm. And because uh, they so they what they do is they kind of they train them and they get licensed and then they can go to old folks homes and stuff like that. And visit with them and let the the elderly just pet them and hang out with them and apparently they're very favored because of the oh they have a very comical expressions on their face all the time mm -hmm. and the old folks really get a kick out of their personalities yeah because yogi like the bull mastiffs have like the, the very expressive um lines on their foreheads and you always kind of think that they're always up to something you they're really they like yogi runs a lot in the forest but when he's indoors like you'll see a lot of pictures of bull masses and so that with uh, like hats and sunglasses on and so that they're pretty chill. Yeah, so yeah. so they, they, that would be good. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we're going to cut it off now, guys. Um, so about that time again. Thanks for coming out and chilling with us. Hopefully some of these tips are relevant to you. And uh, yeah, if you like it, hit like and please share. And if you want to see more of us, go to glitzinggraffiti.com. Or you can go over to uh, our Facebook page, which is also just go up to the old search bar and just go Glitz and Graffiti. Um, also, you could also find me at Mike at Glitz and Graffiti podcast. No, Glitz podcast. Sorry. So just tweet to me and uh, tell me what's going on in the world because, um, yeah, I always like to hear new interesting things about that. So is that it? That's it. Okay. See you later, guys. Lots of love. Peace.